0: podcast world my name is Kevin Valley and this is the value for podcast the barriers to communication are breaking down more and more as each day passes by especially in this post-covid-19 pandemic increasingly digital arena now on July 30th 2020 to the day I took part in a Caribbean future summit now course because of the date the timing we're talking about three months into the pandemic this took place online via zoom and this event easily had over 500 participants from the caribbean's 15 or 16 depending on who you count or who you don't count 15 or 16 countries as well as the diaspora and when prompted to introduce ourselves i jumped into the chat and i said something like Hi, my name is Kevin Valley, I'm a business valuator and I run a service called Become Investable where I help companies become more attractive to investors. Short and sweet enough, right? But immediately, I received a LinkedIn connection request from a business coach out of Guadeloupe big of the French Caribbean by the name of Melaine Paul and Melaine's message to me read, Hi Kevin. Your introduction during the Caribbean Future Summit caught my attention. I would love to connect with you. I am a business strategist for women entrepreneurs to help them be credible, profitable, and visible. I am based in Guadeloupe. Looking forward to further connect. Milane. Now, this emphasizes the power of communicating your value in an effective manner. Milane and I constantly stay in touch to this day and reflect frequently share business opportunities with each other. So who is Melane Paul? Well, Melane Paul has been motivating millennial audiences since 2010 on YouTube, encouraging them to stand up and speak up. Now, what started as a selfless act to share her journey to self-acceptance has surpassed 2 million views a decade later. In 2017, she released her book as a self-published author. The book entitled, Now It's Time to Live My Best Life. Because it is time to live our best lives, right? Each word in this book was chosen to empower anyone who has found themselves in a rut hitting rock bottom. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to raise my hand. Sometimes I find myself in a rut. Sometimes, you know, we don't always feel high and joyful all the time. You know, sometimes our energy gets a little bit low. So Malene helps people to make the transition from confusion to decision. Oh, I love that. The transition from confusion to decision with a practical step-by-step strategic decision-making process. Rooted in her over 10 years of experience in project management, grants, compliance, and international development strategy for SMEs in the Caribbean region especially, she has met hundreds of business owners and entrepreneurs. It is where she learned a valuable truth in business, where if they don't get it, you won't get it. And again, this goes back to the importance of communicating your value in a clear manner. It's not about sounding sexy and sounding as intelligent as you can sound. It's about making sure that your audience gets the message so you could get the business. Valuable projects have failed to receive financial support because of lack of clarity and confidence. Convinced that she could do something about it, Melaine decided to turn her experience into profitable expertise to fill this void. Now, as a business strategist for women entrepreneurs in the coaching and consulting industry, she helps her clients pitch, profit, and impact with more confidence. Her community is steadily growing as she implements what she shares. As a speaker, she had the privilege to speak at an international level and share a stage with Dr. Georges C. Fraser. For two years, she has been a local TV guest expert for professional women and entrepreneurs. And before the pandemic, she had already gathered over 1,000 seasoned and aspiring businesswomen at the We Businesswomen Meetup, a free networking event that she founded to share information and opportunities. So I thought there'd be no better guest to talk about communicating your value with clarity than Melaine Paul. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Malene Paul. All right, guys. So in today's episode of New Value, I'm talking to a colleague of mine over in the French Caribbean island of Guadeloupe, Mrs. Malene Paul, self-published author of Now it's time to live my best life. She has racked up over 2 million views on YouTube. She focuses on helping female entrepreneurs in the coaching and consultant industry to really craft their signature offer and create value for their clients. So you are creating value for those who are trying to create value for others. Milene, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Thank you. I'm doing terrific. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Normally, you know, usually when I'm getting ready to interview a guest, I'll do a deep dive on them. I'll read everything they wrote, listen to everything they've recorded. But this either made my job really easy or really hard, in that most of your content is in French, you know, in, in le français, and mm-hmm. je ne parle français. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I decided, hey, well, this is going to make my job really easy. <laughs> so I looked at the one page version of your resume, looked at your bio, I looked at your videos. On Senator, I thought, okay, well, she seems like she's saying good stuff. I like her energy, right? And it's the funny thing, like, I may not speak the language, but I feel like I understand what is you're telling people. I think, you're, you know, you're telling people, first of all, you're inspiring confidence in female entrepreneurs. And you're trying to tell them to really think clearly about the value proposition for your customers in your coaching. So, did I pick that up without speaking the language?
1: Yes, you did a great job.
0: <laughs> I'm a non speaking French who speaks French, right? Absolutely. So my first question, Like, why are you focusing on female coaches and consultants? Is there a special need you saw in this group?
1: Yes, there is a special need that I saw in this group because back in the day when I started my YouTube channel in... Gosh, 2010, it was mainly to share about self esteem and how to build up confidence. I was a young professional. Actually, I was still a student and then transitioned into my young professional life and then realized that sometimes if you do not have self confidence in your personal life, it can have some kind of impact in your professional life. The last job that I had was to audit businesses that could get on board for public funding. Right. And it was depending, well, they had to present their project and to let me know what it was, what they wanted to do. It wasn't an export. It was to help them to export internationally. So I was specialized on the Caribbean. So it was really good for me to see nice project, great project. Would it be in goods and services? But sometimes when those entrepreneurs were coming to me and basically trying to sell me their stuff, I wasn't getting it. You know, I wasn't quite confident because it was a little bit rocky. Maybe you have a good product or service, but if you do not infuse this confidence, if you do not communicate and build trust, it can be hard for someone who's supposed to support you fully because it seems like you are not supporting yourself. Right? This is the moment when I saw that there was a need to help entrepreneurs. And when I looked at those who had the most difficult time to share the value, it was women. Because most of the time, it's the time when you're selling, quote unquote, and they do not really feel confident or at ease with the idea of selling, don't want to look needy. So I decided that, listen, you already have an audience that is 90% female. When you work, you see that there is this need and with female as well. So this is the reason why I chose women.
0: Okay, I mean, I love that you did it in this very customer focused way rather than, okay, well, I want to work with women because I like women, you know, I'm a woman and or whatever it is, right? So I like that you saw that, okay, these are the people I could really help. These are the people who have a lot of value to offer. These are the people who I could provide. If I could provide this a little bit of effort on my part because all I just need to tweak is their clarity and their confidence in communication. Then I could create so much more value. So I like that you use that method to determine who it is you want to help. Now I know you stated that valuable projects fail to receive financial support because of lack of clarity and confidence. And you have this quote in English that I <laughs> that I really that I really like. And you said, if they don't get it, you won't get it. Can you expand on that a little bit? What do you mean better?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because you already know that your product is good or your service is good, or else you would not have started your business. This is what I assume, right? Yes. <laughs> but only for you to know that it's good and uh, to be focused only on your craft and what you know how to do. You will never be able to sell it to someone if this person does not know the value of what you're doing. So once you own your craft, your next best step is to learn how to sell it, learn how to talk about it. And yes, mainly talk about it and convey the value, because if you know how to talk about it and convey the value, the sell will be, I would say, natural for someone who's really interested and if the value proposition is clear, if there is also, I would say a match, especially if you sell services, it's one thing for a product, even though you have the storytelling, but when we talk about coaching and consulting, we also need to know that your perspective, the way you see things matches with your customer. So to me, if they don't get it, you won't get it. It's basically, sales made simple (laughs) because if you want to get to some level or to some point the first thing you need to do is to help the person you want to get it from to get it
0: (laughs) yeah no, definitely definitely all right so i want to go back to value really soon but i know that especially with the with your target audience the you know the female entrepreneurs who might be a a little bit unsure of how to communicate their value right i know in Mm. your book you focus on helping people. You, you book, now it's time to live your best life or live my best life. You mm. focus on helping people, I guess, women entrepreneurs, who might be in a rut to go from that confusion to decision. And that you have a step-by-step strategic decision-making process. I know I kind of just pull it out of the blue. I and mean, probably, I don't know if you have your steps laid out in your mind, like one, two, three, four, five, boom. But if you could walk us through you know, that strategic decision-making model that you teach.
1: Yes. In this decision-making process, the first step is to know, what do you want? What is it that I want? The third one is why I want it. The start with why is a book that I really like. Right. The third one, let me see. Hold on. Oh, but I have my book right here. Hold on. look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What do you want? And in the, what do you want? What you have to, to be sure about is why you want it, are you willing to be fully engaged in it, and are you willing to say a full yes? This is what you need to do first thing first, even let's say step zero, this is what you need to do. So the first step is, are you really ready to make a decision? This is the first step in the book. The second is to write down the vision. What is it that you want? Because you can stay in your head all day, but what is it that you want? The third step is about focus and organization. What you have in your head, how will you put it to work? And it's based on your ability to stay focused and organized. Then the action. And I would say action without emotion, (laughs) Because sometimes, you know, when you don't feel it, you don't have the heart to do something. You forget what you put your heart into. Yeah. So it's really about action. And then the five step, the fifth step, sorry, is what if? Because usually you draw your plan, you start to get the work. And then this is when these two words start to stay in your head. So what if? And in this fifth step, You change your what if of fear to what if of courage. Okay. And these are the five steps of this book that not only can help women to further build their self-esteem, but also to build their their confidence and create trust when they decide to create a business and to go to the next step.
0: Nice. So just to recap, the first step is, Know what you want, what it is you want. Second step, why do you want it? The third step is, are you willing to fully engage in it? The fourth step, are you willing to say a full yes? And the fifth step, what if? Now, here's my question. So you spoke about it in point number four. So how would you advise people to push through in those moments of, yeah, I'm not in the mood right now, you know, (laughs) you know, like how do you, (laughs) I don't know if I feel right now. What steps would you take? What do you advise that people take during that, those times?
1: Well, I cannot advise from a mastery point of view, because this is something that I'm struggling with as well, you know? Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Day-to-day basis. Sometimes you really have to look at things and be like, okay, was I crazy when I decided to do so? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> But a practical thing is really to assess where there is resistance. What am I resisting to do right now? And sometimes what am I resisting to be right now? Am I resisting to be courageous? Am I resisting to be patient? Am I resisting to be humble? What am I resisting right now? And once you know it, it's easier to bring a solution. But sometimes, after this time of what am I resisting, at some point you just need to be like, okay, even though I do not feel like it, I still can do it. I still can do it. And there is this rule, this five second rule from Mel Robbins. I saw her video years ago and I listened to her audiobook lately. And basically the principle is simple, five, four, three, two, one, and you put yourself in motion. And sometimes when I really don't feel like it, I do the five, four, three, two, one, go. And also I just put my timer and I say, okay, I do it for five minutes, just five minutes. Even if I don't feel like doing it, I can still do something that I do not like to do just for five minutes. And sometimes, you know, during this five minutes, if I can do no more than five, at least I'm satisfied because I did it. I pushed myself. But there are many, many times when I'm in it in five minutes, I'm like, okay, I can do five more, ten more. Yeah. And maybe I'm here for 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I you really see? like that. I really like that. So right now, like for the past year or so, I've actually been learning Dutch on Duolingo, right? And Good. Duolingo penalizes you if you miss a day. But not every day you feel like doing it, right? But I really love that five-minute rule because it reminds me, right? I force myself to be like, okay, let me just do this one lesson, five minutes, satisfy Duolingo, and go about my way, right? And I mean, the truth only matters. Yeah, you're, you're busy, you're busy, you're busy. You have five minutes. Oh, you have five minutes. Uh, yeah, and five minutes a day, it could really have a significant impact and yeah, I mean, like right now, I'm speaking a bit in Netherlands. I it will. <laughs> so just for those who don't understand, I said I speak a little bit of Dutch, but not much. Yeah. So I think that is an excellent tip, just for that incremental achievement, that self-accountability.
1: Yes. And and you know, this idea of doing things, even if you do not feel like doing it, this is what makes the difference between those who seem to be striving. And those who are just running around. And every time you ask them, what's new? There is just a new excuse, but nothing new.
0: Yes. You see? Mm
1: -hmm. And with my clients, I let them know that you will have times when you feel like giving up. You will have time when you will not even want to hear my name or see my emails or anything of that sort. But that's okay because it will just be a time period. This is just a transition for you to learn how to do things because you are dedicated, because you're fully engaged in the process. And when we decide to sell something of deep value, we have to be willing to do the extra mile. Yeah. And to go deeper into our craft, deeper into what we know, deeper as well in the way that we can Communicate effectively with our community, with our clients, and to actually offer them the value that we want we really want to offer them. Just to make a point as well, regarding the question you asked me for female entrepreneurship. The reason why I started this idea as well is because I grew up with my mother and I have a younger brother, and I grew up as well with my grandmother. I also saw that at some point there were things that I wanted to do when I was a teenager or when I was about to go to high school or university, but I could not because our family could not afford it. Mm -hmm. In retrospect, for me, it's still a good thing because I've done something different and I've learned from it. But I also understood at this point that sometimes there are opportunities that we can miss because lack of economic empowerment. Yes. And in Guadalupe, and I believe in the Caribbean and also, I would say in the Caribbean, basically, many times you have mothers who are at the center of a family who do the best of what they can do. But sometimes who could go further in their business, further than the lifestyle approach to really create a legacy and create new opportunities. And I believe that when I look at the stats in Guadalupe, you can have, let's say, 100 businesses created by a woman. But three years later, how many of them will still be there? And if my memory is correct, it was something like, I believe, 25% or something like that. And most of the time, it was because of lack of structure. And also for those with whom I've been talking with, they were like, oh, yeah, I could not get paid properly people didn't want to pay too much or something like that. Well, most of the time, it was not that much about the price, but more about the perceived value. Yes. This is the reason why, to me, female entrepreneurship is so important because there is a legacy behind that. There is new opportunity behind that. Most of the time, women decide as well to create businesses, to have a change, make a mark, have an impact, social impact, environmental impact. And I want them to have that. And I want our society to be able to change based on these ideas that women have and create new opportunities, new possibilities. So this is the reason why I do that. And just in case there's someone who's like, okay, but when you talk about female entrepreneurship, how about the men? To me, it's not the end of it. To have female entrepreneurship is not the end of it. It's just... I would say a bridge. Right. So that we can work on equal, I would say, equal possibilities.
0: May we, may we, may we. You see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, like, you no, know, you're talking, and I was thinking about a session I had with um with my um with my coach this morning. Um mm. and I'll give her a big up every time Dr. Shalian Kajada. She was asking me about my legacy statement. It got me thinking back to the origin of this podcast, you know, and the podcast is called Caribbean Power Lunch and I started it back in 2018, back when I was employed full-time and it was just like a, it was something I was doing, like partly for fun, partly as a a side project, but also the focus of of the podcast then was on highlighting the work of black entrepreneurs throughout the Caribbean region, right? Because at that time I found that, yeah, just like what you're saying in terms of economic empowerment, I was seeing that there was a, a mismatch, and I was seeing that there's different, even in like in the parenting, the schooling and everything, like we get educated so that we could go and work for other people and, you know, build their businesses, build their dreams or whatnot. And I wanted to highlight the work of Black entrepreneurs because I thought that if people see more Black entrepreneurs, that we'll have more Black entrepreneurs as some multiplier effect. Then you fast forward to 2020, especially with, you know, what happened with um, George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement and everything, Mm -hmm. you started to see Black entrepreneurship worldwide being a lot more highlighted and celebrated and everything. So it's okay, great, nice. So mission accomplished in that event, and I wanted to elevate even more, right? So within the theme of economic empowerment and income inequality or whatnot, I'm looking at the Caribbean region, a region full of developing nations, right? And entrepreneurs within that nation and within these nations, I wanted to help them. And especially through my work at Become Investable, I wanted to help them build businesses that scale globally, that make them globally competitive. You know, so I refocused the Caribbean Power Lunch brand to that. Now I want to think even more globally. And I started to do that whole introspection. I say, all right, Kevin, what is the core premise of everything that you're doing? You know, the Caribbean Power Lunch, the Become Investable, the business valuations I do. So I started to think. The focal point is value, right? So which is why I rebranded my, I renamed my company to Kevin Value Consulting, right? And I'm, I am renamed this podcast to bring the value. And then so I thought, so I'll just talk about my legacy this morning with Shelly. And I was thinking, well, it's definitely bigger than business valuation. You know, I want my name and professional reputation to be synonymous with the word value. And that, so the legacy will include the company, Kevin Value Consulting, the the assets that we build, the digital assets, but all in all, utilizing the power of better businesses, improving businesses to improve lives, to create mm-hmm. jobs. And I think by doing that, then you create that sustainable wealth. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely aligned on that. And I think that, that, that might be why we're talking about value today. <laughs> you know, I saw what you do and I, I saw myself in what you do in a certain way. I was like, all right, it's really, we all, we're all just trying to build value at the end. Yes. Of the- Just yesterday, I know you told me you had um, three levels of value that you look at. Yes. So, you know, you talk about absolute value, then relative value and added value. Mm No, I know you said absolute value is common amongst us. I mean, I have some thoughts on that too, but I'll I'll let you expand on it.
1: Yes. Absolute value is what we are. I believe that this vodka thing knows what they're doing because (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the day, Oh my God. At the end of the day, we're absolute, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not on the team. I'm not even drinking, right? But still, when yeah. the thing is good, you have to say it's good. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's
0: a good brand name. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's a good brand.
1: But for real though, we all have value. And one of my core beliefs is that we have all been created by God with an assignment. And that whether or not we accomplish it, we have value simply because we have been created. And this value is absolute. No one can take it away from us. No one can replace us with that. It might sound cliche, especially because when we talk about empowerment and inspiration, every time we hear people say, yeah, you have value. But that's true. It's one thing to hear it as an information. But for you who's hearing us right now, I want you to have it and receive it as a revelation. It's a new level of consciousness, you know, because if it's in your brain, but it never makes it into your heart, you will have a hard time connecting with others. And when we talk about value, it's about connection, which brings me to the second level of value, which is relative value. That's right. Because this relative value depends on someone else, someone outside of you. Who will be able to say, okay, what you bring to the table right now is valuable to me. When maybe other people might say, no, it's not that much valuable to me. It's relative, but it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. You are the foundation, but you are not the relative value. You know, your product, your service, whatever you do. It's not you. It's what you bring, but it's not you, which really helped me when I hated sales. I was nearly praying to see an email of the person canceling the call. I would be like, oh God, thank you, (laughs) because I didn't want to talk to them. (laughs) I did not want to talk to them because I had the impression that if the person said yes, I was responsible for their success. And if they said no, they were just saying it to my face and I I had no value. But it was because I was tying their decision to my perception of my value and not understanding that it's not touching me. It's touching what I'm bringing to the table. And what you bring to the table and to be able to see if it has value or not, will be depending on the third level of value. So we saw the absolute value, the relative value, which is based on the market. And the third level of value is added value. And it is what you allow your client, your customer to see so that they can be empowered to make a decision to work with you or not. But it's based on the added value. What do you bring to the table? So which ties into if they don't get it, you won't get it.
0: right? Because
1: it will be highly dependent on the value that you're adding. So you're really of service. Once you know your craft, you have to be of service. And if you do not want to serve, but you're only on this idea of, I just want freedom, don't start a business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Because your freedom
1: is tied to your ability to
0: serve others. Ah, nice. I love this. All right. So here's where I want to go. Right. I want to <laughs> take everything we just spoke about. So even going back to communicating with clarity and confidence, uh, mm. as well as well, what you just described as the three levels of value. I want to take that and package that into. Okay. So how do you get somebody to first understand their value and then communicate it? with confidence right but first i want to talk about my understanding of value because i love what you said that there's absolute value where everyone has value right and mm-hmm. i think like from the entrepreneurial standpoint it could go into like your personal achievements your network your the problems that you're great at fixing you know whatever awards you've won before results you're known for like or the passionate focus whatever you like you geek out on what do you do later nights on weekends you know today's a holiday in trinidad to Tobago. I found out that today is a holiday yesterday, All right? <laughs> yeah. This is my second meeting for the day, so I'm not doing anything different. I'm not going to celebrate. I have things to do. I have, I have quote-unquote, cliche time badly to create, right? Yeah. But yeah, and we also think like, even like your published content. So boom, you have the over 2 million views on YouTube. That's probably a couple of years ago. It's probably gone up since then, right? Mm -hmm. you know what have you been featured in like different tv shows or magazines or whatever all of that is value you bring to the table that's to use the words of this accelerator program i was in that's part of your mountain of value we're all sitting on a mountain of value Mm -hmm. so just turn that back full circle you speak about the relative value that's the value that the market perceives of you and Mm -hmm. then the added value like how you could craft Yes, take from your mountain of value and craft something that is practical and applicable to the market. Absolutely. And then pitch that or communicate that with confidence. Can you just bring that full circle for us?
1: Yes. You will let me know if you want me to go deeper on this or that. But sure. there is something I wanted to tell you right then and there. Yes, about the mountain of value. Many times I hear people say, you know, but there is this that I can do and I can do that as well. And I can do this and I can, you can do a lot of things. You can do many, many things, but all good ideas are not all good business ideas. And this is where we have to (laughs) sometimes, you know, just be wise enough. To understand that even though you think this thing is bananas, everyone should have it. Everyone needs it. Everyone, everyone, everyone. If the market is not ready for it, it's not that it's a bad idea. Maybe it's not the right timing. Maybe you can bring it to another segment. It's really about that. And if we want to create a lot of value, we have to value as well the feedback that we receive. And to be willing to listen, to be willing as well, to put our ego aside and say, okay, no, these people are crazy. They don't understand how awesome my thing is. You know, girl, boy, we know that this is awesome, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe we don't want to pay for it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And that's it. So to me, with this idea of value, it's really about being willing to take a step back, at least how can I put that? You have to take a step forward and to totally understand the value of who you are as a person, to fill yourself with this idea that you are the value as a person, yeah. but also to take a step back <laughs> when you are creating a product, when you're creating an offer so that you can go deeper. And sometimes to do it over and over and over again. Because sometimes we can have high expectations. If I talk about the way I was seeing stuff when I started my business five years ago, to me, if I had two, three people saying, no, I'm not interested, or people saying, yes, I will buy it, but they don't buy it, to me, it was a total flop. I wanted to cry my eyes out because to me, it was a failure. But right now, I have a total different understanding in the idea that, People need time to make a buying decision. People are not waiting on me. I have absolute value, but I'm not the absolute focus on people. They have life. (laughs) 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 They're thinking about their bills. They're thinking about Instagram. They're thinking about what they're going to eat tonight. They're thinking about their vacation. It's not that personal. And I totally think, and this is something that I say to myself as well the more you understand that you started. But it's not dependent on you, it will be way easier to lean in and to bring the highest value possible because you're just sparking it. Yeah. But after all, you are creating a relation with your customer and your clients.
0: So well, I mean, I think you just covered that absolute and relative value and the added and the added value there. Okay. And just in terms of communicating that value in conference, I think this is where a lot of people mess up and this is why a lot of people don't close sales right and i mean in that accelerator i was in he gave us this whole pitching framework just to make sure people get it and you know funny enough as i'm going off my little tangent here funny enough i just um i was going back to that first message on between us on linkedin i saw i sort saw of reconnected on july 30th 2020 so almost two years ago right mm-hmm. and we were in this caribbean future summit I I wish I could remember the lady's name who puts it on. Of course, she's a popular TEDx speaker and everything. I can't remember her name right now. Christine and Tim. Christine and Tim. That's right. Yes. They always encourage us to jump in the chat and pitch ourselves, right? And so I jump in and say, hey, I'm Kevin. I'm a business advisor from Trinidad. I specialize in helping companies attract finance and whatever it is. And then boom, you reach out to me on LinkedIn and he said, hey, your introduction caught my attention. Not humble bragging so much here. That took a lot of practice. It was a result of being accelerated I was able to do that. Before that, I'd be like, hey, well, I'm this, I'm that and the other thing, you know, I, I like basketball, I like this. By the time you're done, you're like, what do I want from this man again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with this man. Right, you have a nice day still. Too,
1: too much information.
0: Right. So that's why clarity is so important. I mean, I would love for you to just give the audience some guidance on how they pitching. And I think this is, applicable to you, no matter where you are in your business. I mean, your business may be already be investable. I just want to learn how to demonstrate your value so you could close deals or whatnot.
1: Yes. One thing that I want to bounce back on is that clarity is not for you. I mean, it's for you, but it's mainly for those who are not in your head. Thank you. It's not luxury. It's not luxury to be clear. And second of all, because you mentioned practice. It's not something that you get just right away. You refine it over and over and over and over again. So, if you're willing to be clear, not only for you, but for those you are talking to, and if you're willing to do it on the long run and to be patient and to refine it over and over and over again, you have what it's needed to be able to communicate clearly, to communicate efficiently. It's about falling in love with those you want to talk to. This is really, to me, a prerequisite because sometimes when we are the expert and professional, we can talk in expert lingo, something that you really don't get. I hear the word, it sounds really smart, but I don't know how I can apply it in my day-to-day life. You know, we are way too far in the relationship. Sometimes these kind of uh, words, we can use them when we are coaching or consulting already, because we will be creating this environment and atmosphere where our clients can totally get the transformation. But sometimes because we want to show that we know that much, we are using words that you know our clients need to hear. So fall in love with them understand where they are, and also what they're looking for in their words. And to me, this is the basic to be able to communicate your value. Because you observe, you hear what they say, you try to put it in the context so that they understand that you're a bridge. You do your job properly once your customer understands that you're the bridge that helped them to reach XYZ destination. So it's not that much about the word and the sentence, you know, because you also have to put your perspective into it. And when I started to really feel free and loving to communicate and loving as well to have this conversation that can lead to sale, to sales, sorry, it's when I understood that I had a point of view that could be attractive and repulsive at the same time. I have been willing to not please everyone at the same time. Not please everyone, actually. Not even at the same time, not please everyone. But to talk to people who are willing and interested in the transformation that I offer. There is also a part of grief because even though you want to help everybody, you cannot help everybody at the same time. It was a great lesson. It was also freeing and liberating because it was less about what do these people want me to say, but rather who are these people and how can I share with them in my perspective what I know can help them and what I know they're looking for and are willing to pay for. So it's a total different level. Once you know how to do that, you're open to share and to sometimes have people who are like, okay, I don't agree with you. People who are like, yeah, I totally love what you're saying. Be willing to have a voice and to be a voice because in all this crowd, your clients are looking for a voice. But if you are saying everything at the same people, it's a rah, 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 rah. People cannot totally hear you. But if you decide to own your voice, Well, you will be able to communicate effectively. And to communicate effectively, you need to have a goal. You need to have an objective. You also need to have this destination in your head where you want this conversation to go. Because we're not here to drink tea at the end of the day.
0: Drinking tea.
1: (laughs) You can sip on some tea as well, you know, (laughs) but it's not the end of the conversation, right? Mm You can do it during the conversation, but it's not the end of the conversation. So just to wrap it up, it's about falling in love with the people you want to serve. It's also about understanding their language and to use that. It's also to be able to have a perspective. It's also about being vocal so you can share it and have an objective. To know that when you decide to communicate you do not just to talk you talk with strategic end
0: mm-hmm, a in mind. yes i love it all right so fall in love with, with your customer use their language have a perspective be vocal and have an objective slash destination yes love all right so Melene with that think we're ready to wrap my final question might not relevant to to this but i always admire people who who speak more than one language and i aspire one day to be able to communicate the things i could communicate in english in the same way that i could you know i want to be able to communicate that in another language always amazed by that especially when i travel to europe or whatnot but made for you is it do you feel like your personality is different in English than it is in French. Because I see when you're talking to your French, you're bubbly and you're very expressive. And when you talk in English, it's very focused.
1: Yes, 20. because it's more, I would say, intellectual work for me, still, even though I'm fluent, you know, I still have to process to see what I want to say. But my personality, I believe, is still bubbly. But if you ask my husband, you know, he'll be telling you, okay, when you speak in English. It's like, you have a different vibe. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> but this is still me. I also think that when I speak in English, because I also listen to, I have a lot of training in English as well. This is a language where when I speak in English, like it's to the core, because I also did a lot of work to learn this language. Right. I did a lot of work to learn this language. So every time I'm able to share something in English, it's I wouldn't say emotional, but there is something in my spirit because it's not by accident. You know, the way I learned English was with my school book and mm. talking in front of a mirror. Oh, wow. You learn English at school, but it's like you learning Spanish in school. Yeah. You know, you hear a little <laughs> word, you know, but at the end of the day... <laughs>
0: You're not that fluent, right? Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, that's it, right? Like me and French. Yeah, me we, yeah. I feel feel like I said something.
1: Bonjour.
0: (laughs) Like, bonjour, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, you know? (laughs) But I knew for some reason, oh, actually, because my neighbor was from Dominica. I grew up in a neighborhood where you had people from Dominica, people from Haiti, St. Lucia. And this is what brought my love for the Caribbean and the reason why I decided to study to UE on Mona campus and Cave Hill as well. I did that with what I had. I could not travel. You know, I told you we did not have much money so it could, you know, it wasn't to travel anywhere. Put food on the table first. (laughs) You'll be traveling when you'll be a grown up. So I hope that you and the listeners of the podcast enjoyed my company and you could feel the beveliness in my personality.
0: Yes, definitely. I, I almost Set said maybe again, but I already used that up.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 no, this is really good. So, all right. Well, as you we get ready to close, is there anything else you want to get out to the audience? Anything I didn't ask you that you want to make sure that, that you bring home for them?
1: Yes, I... You know, it's not even something you did not ask, but it's just to insist on the fact that they have value. And very important, when you decide to share and bring the value, whether it be in coaching, whether it be in consulting, sell what you already master, what you already know. Elevate the caliber of what you already know, what you already have in your hand, but do not be like, okay. It's only when I will have this new skill, this new thing that I will be starting because in this new skill that you're looking forward to have, you will be a beginner, so you will not feel at ease to charge premium for something that you have no fruit or maybe a little fruit in it. So just look at what you already have. be willing to elevate the calibre of your own look do not overlook what you already have nice. because if you agree to see the value in what you already have and you're like okay maybe right now I'm on a market that do not see a big value in what I bring right now maybe you need to change the way you bring it this relative value maybe you need to rebrand this added value that you bring in, but You already have something. Do not go and get a new hard skill because you think this is the only way you can sell your services. Maybe you just need to have more confidence and you also just need to be okay with the fact that you sell more than just this little thing. That's really what I wanted to leave the audience with. You already have the value in your hand. Look at it. You already have the value in your hand and do with what you have right
0: now. Elaine, thank you very much. You definitely brought the value today. My pleasure. Can you tell us where we can find you?
1: Yes, you can find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram as well, and also on my website. So, Milene Paul, it's M-I-L-E-N-E and Paul, P-A-U-L. So, you can find me on okay. or Paul instagram linkedin feel free to to send me a dm or maybe a private message on linkedin i will be more than happy to follow up this conversation with you
0: awesome all right Malene, thanks a lot for being on the show
1: thank you kevin
0: podcast world there you have it communicating value with Melaine paul subscribe to the value at the value.show Give us a five-star rating. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And with that, I will see you in the next episode of The Value. Till then, we are